0: Visit roberthalf.com today.
1: This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. What a play! Can you believe this? I can no idea. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Off to the races, and he stays on his feet. This just going to go the distance. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath.
2: Bounce back candidates coming off a disappointing 2023 season. Who's going to turn it around in 2024? Adam Azer, me? Am I a bounce back candidate? Did I have a bad year? I don't know. Adam Azer with Heath Cummings and Jamie Eisenberg here on Thursday morning. And we are uh, going to tell you, I guess, good draft values. Oh, Alex, what, what is this? Heath, did you what, what do you mean, that? Alex? We're not going anywhere. Oh, Heath put up a comment. 20 seconds in? That's a That's a record. That are we am I that boring that you had to put up a comment already?
0: Alex, I was gonna say that that's one of your best scripted intros ever.
2: <laughs> yeah. Not scripted at all. Uh, but Alex says, I'm gonna miss these pods in the offseason. Well, first of all, Alex, we're in the offseason. Well, technically we, we're not. We're not in the offseason. Off season we are in the fantasy football. we We're in the postseason. We're in the fantasy. We're, we're, fantasy. we're in the
1: postseason. We're in the off season. This is our this is the offseason. This is definitely this is your eleven thirty in the morning is the afternoon <laughs> argument, but this is definitely the postseason. <laughs> About that, eleven
2: thirty. Is- <laughs> my birthday is June nineteenth. What season, Heath? Do you think my birthday is in? Uh, spring. You think I have a spring birthday? 100%. I definitely have a summer birthday. I know it's spring technically, but everything about <laughs> June 19th is summery. Everything.
1: The, the weather, the movies. The only way you can make that argument is if you were still in school. If you, were, if you were in school and that was your summer break, then I think it would help. But it's definitely spring by the calendar.
2: Nobody's in school on June 19th. There are very few people. Oh, actually, all my kids are. But when I was uh- – <laughs> When I was growing up in Florida, we were never in school on June 19th. And then your summer. birthday was in summer. It, Memorial Day is the start of summer. Everybody knows that. All right. Heath said before the show started that there are the obvious ones of the bounce-back candidates, the obvious ones. And I was like, I don't know. Who's he talking about? So who are some of the obvious ones that we all should have on our bounce-back lists?
1: I think Patrick Mahomes is the most obvious bounce-back candidate. I think almost I, – I, Maybe not everyone, but almost everyone will expect him to, at the very least, be closer to what he was before this year than he was this year. People will expect that his wide receivers will not lead the NFL in drops. And I think it's reasonable to expect the Chiefs defense will probably not be the second best defense in the NFL. They're going to lose a couple guys off that defense most likely this offseason. So um, there may be a little more need to pass. So Patrick Mahomes is the most obvious, and I'd say the second most obvious is Jonathan Taylor.
2: Okay, Mahomes, unbelievable. Number 10, if you count Joe Flacco, number 10 quarterback per game in six-point per passing touchdown leagues, number 13 and four-point. Um, yeah, so with Mahomes, why should I be so confident? Other than, I know the things you just said, but those don't necessarily get him to QB1, QB2. You know what I mean? He's got a long way to go. So... Why should I be confident that he can get back to just what he was last year?
1: You know? Um, I I think in this, I don't know how you guys interpret bounce back, but I would say a bounce back is moving back the direction towards what you have been in the past, right. but not necessarily fully realizing what you were in the past. Mm,
2: I think he needs to, well, look, if, he, if, if Mahomes is QB6 next season. That's really a bounce know. back. Eh, that's not really, that's not. He got drafted as QB2 in the draft that we just did. He'll
1: probably be 3 or 4. So Jonathan Taylor has to be RB1. No, to-
2: he doesn't have to be RB1, but he needs to be at least second round value to really realize a bounce back. Cuz it's going to be about where he gets drafted. He's going to get drafted in the first or the second round. So he can't he can't be like RB14. That's not I think a good in, in, in terms easy. of
0: Mahomes, if you're drafting him 3rd or 4th, which is probably where he'll end up being ranked and I would assume I don't think he gets drafted ahead of Allen, but he might get drafted as high as two with the expectations of him bouncing back to the level that you expect him to be. Now, assuming that the offseason is favorable for him, meaning Kelsey stays and other receivers added, you know, you get another year of of Rice and and his trajectory. Then you're looking at the hope of him getting back to maybe QB one. But if he finishes QB six, I don't think that's a bounce back. he, He definitely performed better than his previous season, but. You don't want that if you're drafting him higher than that.
2: Right. Okay. Thank you, Jamie. High five to Jamie. Uh, if Mahomes – officially.
1: I, I think – okay. If officially, if Mahomes – I'm going to work <laughs> by my definition because otherwise I think my bounce back list would be like two players.
2: No, I think a guy's got to bounce back to, to – you know, like for Mahomes, does he have to be QB1? No. QB six? Would you really consider him a bounce back if he finishes his QB six in twenty twenty four? I he was
1: QB ten this year. Like I said, I think it's bounce back in the direction of where you were. I don't. I don't know where he finished in in twenty twenty two. Maybe he has to be uh, five. But I'll tell you. I can tell you where he finished. Twenty twenty two. He was one or two.
2: Twenty twenty two. But if you're drafting him game. as the third quarterback, where do where do you have him ranked? Are you third or fourth?
0: Fourth. So, if you're drafting him as the fourth quarterback, and he finishes as the sixth quarterback, did he really bounce back?
1: I don't really think where we rank him for the next year has to do has anything to do with it. Like this is a sleeper, breakout, bust conversation, not a did he bounce back from the prior year discussion. Boy, that's setting the bar pretty low, though. Like, then fine. If well, finishes- I think like I, I would assume you're going to have some of these veteran wide receivers. I I know Stephon Diggs is coming.
2: No, I'm um, I'm, I'm done talking but, about
1: him. <laughs> um, Taking a break. But like a lot of those guys could bounce back. Like Devonte Adams, DeAndre Hopkins, who who finished really low, could have a lot of room to bounce back without ever realizing what their peak was.
0: Yeah, I don't I mean, think they have to bounce back to their peak, but I think right. you have to bounce back to what the expectations are for them going into the season.
2: Yeah, okay. r- yeah. Well, I mean, I'm so, I'm more on the same page as Jamie. It doesn't mean we're right, um, but I I think uh, can can patch Holmes bouncing back. I think you'd have to at least factor in where he's being drafted. So I can't imagine he's going to be drafted as QB six, but all right, all right, we've said our
1: piece. no. He's probably four. Yeah. yeah, but if I was not so none of mine, I was taking. I didn't even look at where everybody has these players all ranked. So I wasn't taking into account what I projected ADP to be in six months.
2: It's fine. I don't think you really have to, but let's let's l let, I mean a uh, Mahomes, he is the best player in football. Him bouncing right. back is not him being QB
1: six. Okay.
2: <laughs> According to me.
1: All right, Jonathan Taylor. But you but you agree that Patrick Mahomes is, is one of the most obvious bounce back candidates. Yes.
2: Yes, I okay. definitely think he's on the list, but I think some so of the So what it are we arguing about? Is what we're arguing about what he needs to get back to because I, I do think all right if talk about Mahomes. you say he's a bounce back candidate we all know how good he can be we all know he can be the best player best quarterback in football and fantasy football we know that however if they don't upgrade their receiving core and you've got kelsey's gonna be what 34 or 5
1: they're going to upgrade their
2: receiving core that's 35 in,
0: in october all
2: right if if they don't if they don't they do anything significant well okay how, what do you mean by upgrade up you know i tried. mean mvs is
1: not going to be on the roster
0: well, it could be, as we've seen, I think it's now th- three years in a row, or three of the last four years, uh, a, a second-round pick on a wide receiver.
1: Right.
2: And if it's and only that, that's not going to be too exciting, right?
1: It, the odds of most second-round wide receivers are better than Sky Moore and Kadarius, Tony.
2: But still, I mean, it, look, if they bring in T Higgins. was bad, I mean, <laughs> you know, they, yeah. they don't have the best track record. Rice is so far shattering it. No, most second-round wide receivers don't do much as rookies, but – That okay, fine. So if they take a second-round wide receiver, if you look at this roster,
1: do you really? I think they sign a veteran to replace MVS also.
2: All right, I guess. But
1: is
0: is that veteran Gabe Davis, who feels like a little bit of a clone of MVS, just a better version of it, Um, or is it Marquise Brown? Is it T. Higgins? Is it Michael Pittman? Like that, that, there's such a sliding scale here of what it can be.
1: I would consider Gabe Davis and a round two wide receiver an upgrade on the wide receiver. So Assuming Kelsey's back, I would agree. Yes.
2: I also think the other part is is how much better were his wide receivers in 2022? We kept talking about this. What's the difference? This Kelsey, year? Kelsey was better. Kelsey, Kelsey was better, but Mahomes... Juju was
1: so much better.
2: Juju was better, but he wasn't... But even, you know, late in the season when Juju was doing nothing, you know, he finished... After the concussion, he wasn't really doing much, and Mahomes was still good. I Mahomes probably, run it back with the same exact roster, he probably has a better year.
0: Well, I mean, you, you had different moving parts. I mean, they had that stretch of Michael Hardman. You had the stretch of uh, McKinnon, you know, of, of what those guys brought to, you know, easy throws with yards after catch and what those guys were able to accomplish, you know, near the goal line. Um, to Heath's point, the defense took a step forward. The run game took a significant step forward, you know, so there were two things that play there that sort of hindered Mahomes. And then of course you have to factor in, as we've just seen over the last couple of days, the dad bod. I mean, he's just not in the same shape. <laughs>
1: He
2: looks like me (laughs) a lot. Yeah. Quarterbacks have that. He looks like Brady on draft day. (laughs) Uh, All right. Uh, Jonathan Taylor. um, Heath, what do you have to say about him? Uh, He ends up as not even a top 30 running back, but obviously only played 10
1: games. But I don't think he was a top twelve running back on a per game basis, and part of that is because he was sharing with Zach Moss. Part of that was because of the injury, probably. And uh, what we're, I think, what we're trying to do here is we can include guys who were injured for part of the year if their per game statistics are also going to bounce back, as I understand the rules.
2: Yeah, I think so.
1: Um, but I would expect going into next year that Jonathan Taylor is going to be a full go as a feature running back and finish the year as a top six to eight running back. Okay. I'm not I'm not
2: trying to be a <laughs> I'm not I honestly didn't come here to pick a fight. Uh he was Wait. number 11 per game in full PPR. In half and non-PPR, he was actually top 6.
0: That's uh, over how many games? 10. So factoring in week 18. Yeah, any game he played, yeah. Yeah, cuz week 18 was was fantastic for him.
1: I don't even remember that. That, that was the- that was that was the off season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh yeah, no, I, I think uh 27.6 fantasy points. Yeah, 30 carries, 188. Oh, right. Of course I remember that. It was a huge game. And Houston was the best run defense in football, basically. And that was to get into the playoffs. Yeah, he had a great game. I remember where I watched that game. Um Yeah, but it did still feel like he wasn't himself. Right? It wasn't it wasn't vintage. Well, I mean, together. he had
0: two separate significant injuries. You know, I mean, to start the season and then in the middle of the year, you know, and so um, and this is why I asked you before the show, like, are we talking injury bounce backs or performance bounce backs? I think he qualifies for both. Um, because the the beginning of the season it wasn't the same performance from Taylor. And the role in the passing game is very intriguing here because not only did Minshew not throw it to him, we don't expect Anthony Richardson to have that sort of you know uh, influence on on the offense because of what he'll do with his legs. So will will Taylor's receptions be He's never going to be a, a a sixty plus catch guy. I don't I don't think that's his profile. But you know we, we talked about this at, at the height of his you know prowess 2021, uh, 2021. You know forty catches is that is that on his resume? I think so. Can he get to forty catches in this offense? Could be a little stretch, but thirty to forty, you know that's the hope.
2: Well, could be hard to be a top five running back with that.
0: Been- but he also is a you know two thousand total yard guy. You know, because he can rush for 1,800 yards. And he's already had a 20-touchdown season. I I don't think it's that much of a stretch for him to still do it again. I don't think he'll be number one because we noted many a time that that 2021 season was a down year for running backs across the board. Mm -hmm. And so him finishing number one at the position was not necessarily because he had this, you know, all-time record year. But he still could have that type of season and be top five.
2: Raheem Mostert was the number five running back. We're talking about Jonathan Taylor, but Raheem Mostert was the number five running back with only 25 catches. The top four running backs in PPR had 67, 76, 58, and 64 catches. Joe Mixon was RB6 overall, wow, with 52 catches.
0: You got to score a lot of touchdowns, and he can do it.
2: Absolutely. Okay, so those are two obvious ones. Mahomes and Taylor. Anyone else? Any other? Jamie, did you have like an obvious one?
0: Jamar Chase, you know, and, and and it's tied to, you know, Burrow, who I think falls in this category also, but that's more injury-related. But in any event, um, I, I think with uh, Chase, a uh, healthy Joe Burrow, you're going to be thrilled about the production. Um, I don't think anybody's drafting him differently based on what happened this past year. He's still going to be a top five overall pick, I would guess, maybe top six depending on the format. Uh, but still, Jamar Chase in the conversation to be the number one wide receiver. And then I will say just based on all of the, uh, because of the coaching change with all of the players there, the, the Falcons, I think they all qualify as bounce back candidates. London, to what he's bouncing back to, I don't know, but Bijan, based on expectations, and then Pitts, based on I think his rookie season, I think all three Falcons guys, to me, feel obvious bounce back candidates.
1: Can a can second year player be a bounce back candidate?
0: Well, I, again, to expectations, you know, so not necessarily to performance, but you know, we we thought, you know, to to whatever degree, top five overall pick certainly first round pick he was drafted that way fell below those you know expectations so um i just think that we're we're going to get a better season out of all the falcons and so i think they will bounce back so yes if you want to say he, he's not bouncing back to something from being the second year i can, that's fine and you can maybe say london too because what has he done but i i think just expectations they'll bounce back to that
1: i definitely had Pitts on my list
2: okay yeah and i had burrow and, and chase and, and burrow Yes, he he was hurt, but he also played poorly when he played because he was hurt. The calf injury was a huge deal, and it, it really affected him for a while. But his last five healthy games, you know, not the ball. Actually, if you recall the Baltimore game, he played pretty damn well. Uh, in that game before leaving with the injury that ended his season. But the last five healthy games, Joe Burrow scored 23.9 or more points in four of those five games, 26.3 or more in three of those five games. That's six per passing touchdown leagues. That included a 52-point game for Jamar Chase in that stretch. So they were really clicking. There are some interesting Chase-Higgins splits within that, and there have been throughout his career, basically. But we still know... How great Burrow and Chase can be. We'll see where Higgins ends up this this
0: offseason. I, I did put Higgins on the list too. Just same same theory. Whether he's back in Cincinnati, you know, better Joe Burrow. Uh, Higgins was clearly a, struggling when he was healthy. Dealt with injuries too. Uh, but clearly, if he goes someplace else, I think a lot of people are are sort of if you're connecting dots, um, the Titans is a, is a logical landing spot. Mm-hmm. Offense coordinator just went there. They have a need for a number one wide receiver if if they move on from from DeAndre Hopkins. And they'll have money to spend, as we've seen.
1: Is Burrow still a bounce-back candidate if Higgins somewhere else? If Higgins is somewhere else? Yeah.
0: I think so. I think there's enough of a, a, of what the body of work can be with other guys there. And, and again, you know, I don't think they'd be done adding to their offense if, if Higgins does leave. You know, look, the, whenever you have this, and, and the Chiefs are probably going to be in a similar situation, you have these quarterbacks, receivers, if the money's right, they're going to want to go play with these guys. So, yeah, I would hope so.
2: I'll have to look. I mean, I could look right now. I, I don't remember specifically the games that Higgins. I think Week One of 2022, Higgins barely played. Burrow was okay. Uh, I, I, it's so
0: hard to judge Burrow at that point because he's come back from the calf.
2: No, 2022.
0: Oh, I'm sorry.
1: Um, yeah, I, we could look into that.
0: All right. But uh, uh, also, that was the game he's come back from the hernia, right?
1: Or he's yeah, hernia. been. Yeah. He'd either been heading into or coming off of an injury for most of his career. Yeah.
2: Okay, so I, if I just want to conclude this conversation, I'll tell you where these guys were drafted in our most recent draft, which was a half PPR 12-team draft. So Mahomes was QB2, but he was the 47th pick of the draft, and that was the second-to-last pick of round four in a 12. In a is six it the half PPR one or the four? Yeah, half. Uh, is, so, yeah, you tell me, is that good value for Mahomes?
1: Unrealistic value, value, but yeah.
2: Well, he was QB2. 48, yeah, that's late. 46, that's late, but QB2. I don't know. Um, Burrow was QB8. He went after Stroud, Fields, and Richardson.
1: Amazing value. So I'm going to change my opinion, but in this draft, Burrow was a much better bounce-back candidate than Mahomes.
2: (laughs) Uh, Let's see where Jonathan Taylor went. He went in the second round with the third pick of the second round, just ahead of Barkley after Hahn. Amazing value. You like A-chan or Taylor? Taylor. Um yeah,
1: I think I probably Taylor.
2: Chase was the 8th overall pick. He was wide receiver 6. He went after Amonra St. Brown.
1: Amazing value. value.
2: And the Falcons, <laughs> see Drake London was around 5 pick. Bijan was the 5th overall pick. And Kyle Pitts was To Jamie, the third-to-last pick of round six.
0: Too soon on Pitts for now.
2: Yeah, Drake London went just ahead of Jaden Reed, Jordan Addison, Calvin Ridley.
0: Again, you know, I'll I'll sort of hedge a little bit, but the right quarterback gets there. Pitts in round six is going to be great, and and, and London in round five is going to be great.
2: You know what else is great, guys? Paramount Plus is great. We all agree on that. If you want a free one-week trial, you can sign up. New subscribers get a free one-week trial on Paramount Plus. There are two different subscription plans. Paramount Plus Essential is $5.99 a month. Limited ads, tens of thousands of episodes and movies. Paramount Plus with Showtime is $11.99 a month. There are no ads except live TV and a few shows. Showtime Originals and Movies and more. This is awesome. I mean, I watch Paramount Plus pretty much every single day. I've been binging Frazier. My kids watch a bunch of shows on there. You got the Ninja Turtles stuff on there. you got all the Taylor Sheridan shows. I watched. I binged um, Mayor of Kingstown, which is incredible. I'm uh, looking forward to getting into the other ones. 1923 and uh, all the other you know 1883, <laughs> I forget the years. But uh, yeah, it's, it's a tremendous product here. and what a price plan, Jeez. or $11.99 for all the things you get. Showtime? Wow. All right, sign up for Paramount+. Plus. Get a one-week trial if you're a new subscriber. We'll be right back after this break. We'll give you the news and notes and get into more bounce-back candidates after this. Well, we got some head coaches and some coordinators being hired. And Jerry Jones, you're allowed to say no comment. But we'll get into that in a moment. Seattle hired Baltimore defensive coordinator Mike McDonald as their head coach. And we'll just wait to see who the coordinator's going to be. Green Bay hired a new defensive coordinator, Jeff Hafley. He was the head coach for Boston College. And every time and time again, you see these stories about these college coaches who just don't want to deal with it anymore transfer portal stuff the uh, the payment stuff was the sorry the uh, Nil stuff but um yeah it's just it's it's, it's it stinks
1: um well it, it sounds to the, me like that. they just need a general manager for college football teams because they like all, <laughs> yeah, all those things right. exist in the NFL too there's just somebody else that deals with it yeah um
2: let's see Tennessee named Baltimore defensive backs coach Denard Wilson as their defensive coordinator. Jerry Jones says there's no doubt in his mind that he could work with Bill Belichick. I'm like, why would you say that? You think that's a a good thing to say for your coach? They lose week one. It's going to be, oh, Belichick, Belichick. All right, anyway. Um, And Russell Wilson could be traded to the Raiders, according to ESPN's Jeremy Fowler. But let's start with the Seahawks and their new head coach, Mike McDonald, the defensive coordinator for the Ravens. Any reaction here, Jamie, or just want to wait and see who he hires as the O.C.?
0: Yeah, it's hard when you have a defensive coordinator going, especially someone this young, um, to see what they're going to do from an offensive standpoint. I mean, look, I don't think much is going to change how we feel about the skilled players there. Um, the, the, the one guy that would sort of, I think, really jump uh, a, a couple of tiers would be Jackson Smith and the Jigba if they move on from Tyler Lockett, but that's not a coaching thing. That's more of a personnel thing. But I think we're still going to get a split backfield. I think it's still going to be Geno Smith at the quarterback. There's still, you know, DK Metcalf as a, a number two wide receiver, and again the the second receiver there. So unless it's a, a tight end friendly system, and you know they they bring in somebody to, you know, upgrade over Noah Fant and, and the guys that they have there, I, I think it's kind of status quo at least as of right now.
1: I do think like that, and it was always going to be a regime change. But the regime change does add some uncertainty to the Ken Walker, Charbonnet roles and and touch dispersion like how how those two guys are viewed by the next coaching staff and specifically whoever he hires an offensive coordinator will be really important and i think jamie hit it on the head with lockett like it's probably more likely that they move on from him now with a, with a new regime
2: you want to talk about the russell wilson rumor that he could get traded to the raiders
0: i mean the, the landing spots i think that are the most logical the raiders are one the falcons would be another mm-hmm. um you know, where, where has, you know, maybe Tampa Bay, I would not be shocked if he does not get a starting job. If he goes someplace that has an unsettled starter that he can be backup and, you know, you look at who he's worked with, like, could Carolina consider bringing him in to mentor Bryce Young? And if they don't think Bryce Young is getting the job done, they make a switch. That seems a little unlikely, but you never know. But I mean, obviously, at this point, um, his options are minimal. You know, unless yeah. unless there's a team in the that we expect in the draft to take a quarterback that passes on one, like New England passes on a quarterback or Washington passes on a quarterback and he ends up in a destination like that. But I I think the Raiders and the Falcons make the most sense.
1: Right. I I don't know. And I've I I've had a more positive impression of Russell Wilson in the last twelve months, I think, than most. So I could just be wrong, but I'd be really surprised if he's not starting week one somewhere next week, next year.
2: Okay. Let's talk about more bounce back candidates here. And, um, who wants to, uh, who wants to start?
0: I mean, I had some injury related ones, so some of them we, we've touched on a little bit, but, um, Kyler Murray is, is one to me, uh, you know, coming off of an injury. I think there's a little bit more to offer and, and I thought he was fairly successful given the small sample size from week 10 on, you know, given the fact that he was thrown into a new offense without a training camp, he was dealing with a lot of new wide receivers or a lot of moving parts, you know. Uh, Marquise Brown missing time, so we didn't know what exactly it would look like. But he definitely has the upside to be a top—I don't know, top five—but not far off from that. Definitely top ten, and and feels like will be based on the the drafts that I've done so far, um, a very good value pick for somebody you can get in the back half of the number one quarterbacks.
2: I love him. I just wonder: Does Kyler Murray need a stud receiver to really? To really thrive, you know, because it, it, we we know his Hopkins with and without Hopkins splits. Well, he was pretty good without Hopkins for the first six games of 2022, as I recall. But Marquise Brown went off. And does Marvin Harrison, you know, do enough for you there? Assuming it's him.
0: If he's if he's the guy. But I, I think, you know, assuming he doesn't get him, I think he has a number one tight end. And, and my number one tight end, like maybe best tight end in the league. You know, he could have that type of player on his team. And it's not necessarily the receiving core that's carrying him, it's the tight end and parts around that, you know. So McBride has that type of potential and ability. And so it's just a different version of what the number one option in the passing game is. But yeah, I mean there's there there's there's an upgrade that needs to happen there. You know, I, I think you have, you know, Michael Wilson and Rondell Moore and Greg Dorch, and you know, that that's not enough to say kyler murray's got top five potential but yeah if it's marvin harrison jr or it's a free agent of some significance then my gosh he could be a monster
2: All Right, fire away guys keep going
1: um yeah i had uh christian kirk as a bounce back candidate and there was that weird stretch at the beginning of the year where he wasn't quite on the same page with trevor lawrence but i i pretty much expect him to be the 1A or 1B for Lawrence next year and be a, a number two wide receiver for most of the year?
0: So, I, I totally agree. And he's he's got... It's funny, I left him off the list because is he injury-related or is he performance-related because he missed so much right. time at the end of the season? Um, the, the Calvin Ridley decision for the Jaguars is going to be fascinating because if they give him a contract, that's a second-round pick they have to give up. I don't think he's worth a second-round pick at this point based on his career and what he showed. Nope. But they can still... Uh, I, I heard Pete Prisco talking about this on the pick six podcast that they can tag him and work around it that way uh, by not giving him an extension. You know, I, I think he said the mechanics of, of how this works was his phrase. So does that change what happens there? Now I would probably let Calvin Ridley walk and not pay because the, the, the franchise tag is, is expensive for receivers obviously. And did he do enough? Now we could say, okay, some of those, Poor plays were not his fault. The lack of touchdowns were not his fault. You know, some of that unlucky production some of the uh production was unlucky. But it felt like Trevor Lawrence had a better season two years ago with how things closed for him. And that's not really his fault. But does he need Calvin Ridley? Does he need another player? Like is, is Kirk, Zay Jones, and Evan Ingram enough. You'd like to think from a team standpoint they have somebody else, but I mean Kirk was pretty solid two years Kirk ago was and really pretty out. solid at times this past season. So yeah, I agree with you. I think he's a great bounce back because a lot of people are going to forget about him. Unless of course, you know, we just hype him up to the point of nobody else is there and he's back on, on, on the same page that he was two years ago.
2: Okay. Let's see where he finished per game. Two years ago, he was wide receiver 20 per game, 84 catches, 1100 yards, eight touchdowns for Christian Kirk. Uh I can throw out some of mine. If you guys, you can go, whatever. You I, have, I have others. Yeah. Yeah. Keep going. Go for it.
0: Um, I think Josh Jacobs, Ooh, you know, based yeah. on how things unfolded for him, you know, not the injury, but the the games when he was healthy, I don't think he played clearly to the level that he was two years ago. Now we don't know where he's playing yet, so that's a big part of this. But I mean, Heath has brought this up a, a billion times how young he still is, you know, and, and <laughs> you know I think we sort of look at he feels like he's been in the league forever, but um he's just going to be 26 this year if I'm not mistaken. Yep. So. Still has another year or, or two to to produce at a high level, and I think in the right system can still be or right team can still be one of the better fantasy running backs that we've had uh, over the last couple of years. Now, the body of work suggests you know thirteen to fourteen PPR points is kind of where he's lived outside of the year where he led the NFL in rushing two years ago. Um, but we know he's got that upside, and I think he also could be a better pass catcher than we've seen as well.
2: Yeah, I so I had it every time I. This was a frustrating exercise for me because I, was, I, I had some some guys and then I looked at where they were drafted in the most recent draft that we did. And I can't – I don't know that I can call Josh Jacobs a bounce-back candidate when he was drafted in the third round as RB13.
1: I think that's why you're making it so much more difficult is by factoring in future ADP into a bounce-back. Just well, look at what I what wanted- the, their, their fantasy points per game in the past and their fantasy points per game last year and can they bounce back. Oh, well, that's not very difficult. I mean, I'm trying to make this a little bit challenging here. I, but I don't even know what to
2: expect from, from Josh Jacobs at this point because I'm getting kind of Miles Sanders vibes from him. Like, I also just... He was one of the first names I thought of as a bounce back. But then looking into it, I just feel like if he doesn't get almost every touch in the backfield for a team, then he's not going to be that good. And if he goes to a different team... You know, free agent running backs are are risky anyway. Uh, Miles Sanders, for whatever reason, is coming to mind. And, you know, Josh Jacobs has had a bad yards per carry in three of four seasons, I'd say. I think four, four, 3.5 or 4.1, four and three. Which is
1: kind of the opposite of Sanders, right? Like Sanders had right. a great yards per carry almost every season.
2: Yeah, exactly. Uh, but, uh, and that makes it even scarier. Um, but I, he's just, he's had two years where he's been really efficient. The reason why I had him as a bounce back is because he, he had a bad offseason where he wasn't playing. He was a holdout, and he said it took him a while to get back, and his first seven games were terrible. He averaged 2.9 yards per carry. He had two carries of 12 or more yards. He had a long of 24 yards. I mean, he was, I'd have to say, the worst running back in football for the first seven games, and then he got back in his last six games four yards per carry, which is like kind of what I expect from him. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. I guess I just get that feeling that if Josh Jacobs does not get basically every touch, he's been a bell cow pretty much every single year of his career. And if he doesn't get that, then he could be bad. And well, if, if they turn to you know Chuba Hubbard, like Miles Sanders, then you could be talking about a total bust.
0: There's that potential. And obviously where he ends up will we'll determine how we feel about him. But, I mean, Minnesota, if he went there, I think we'd be very excited about that. Um, what if he's the... Saquon Barkley replacement for the Giants. They decide they want a veteran and yeah, want to spend I would not, some money. I would up.
2: not be excited about that. Um,
0: but if he's getting every touch?
2: I just think that for the Giants, you have to be special to be good on that team, you know, with that offensive line. Well,
0: I mean, Jaden Daniels and Josh Jacobs is a pretty good restart, right?
2: If they get Jaden Daniels, but he's not going to last till six, most likely. But, you know, I mean, you got to be able to make big plays. Saquon Barkley can still do that. That's not really a Josh Jacobs thing. He did that a couple times late in the season, but he's more of a bell cow workhorse guy to me anyway. But also he's kind of, how many, how many running backs you see their yards per carry in five seasons fluctuate that much? He's a curious case. And their catches and all that stuff. He's just been a, he's had a weird career. It's not like he's the same guy every year. How do you feel about him, Heath? Josh
1: Jacobs. I think I I mean I'd like to see where he's going to be playing before I have a strong opinion on him. He's a running back, and so like the the most important thing with a running back is the situation around them and the number of touches that they're given.
2: All right, Uh,
0: Baltimore. uh, How 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 much we like him in Baltimore?
2: Yeah, I don't think I like him that much. I don't think Baltimore. I don't think Baltimore is. Look, I I would like him as a, a fourth round pick or something like that in Baltimore, but. It's kind of like Philadelphia, you know. You don't
1: get so oh, technically. You actually, for him to be a good bounce-back candidate, need a bad landing spot so that the ADP is held down, so he has a better <laughs> chance of being a, a breakout can, or a bounceback bounceback candidate.
2: Well, he was RB seventeen per game. So what's he going to bounce back to? RB thirteen? You know, like twelve? Yeah, right. That's the thing. I don't think he's going to bounce back to what he was in twenty twenty two when he was one of the best picks in fantasy.
0: But that was the outlier season for him.
2: Yeah, right. And so am I get that, that excited about RB thirteen? You know. I don't know. Does he have? Does he? Ha- so that's the thing. When you call Josh Jacobs a bounce back candidate, are you talking about bouncing back to 2022? His best season.
0: I don't think he gets back to that. No, but I do think he gets back to what he was prior to that, because this year felt like it was a down season. I yes.
1: feel like this your your entire shtick for the last 33 minutes was just designed to drive me crazy. No. <laughs> Not like, you all. just like, like, how can I drive no, Heath mad? Not at all. I, and like the, the, the level of definition you're putting into what would be an acceptable bounce back. I don't believe we've talked about anybody who qualifies.
2: I disagree. Patrick Mahomes could be the number one quarterback in fantasy. But if he's not, then he's not. No, if he's number three, them. then he bounces back. If he's number six, that's not really a bounce back season. Like, I I, don't, I think you're being, okay, the guy finished number 18 at wide receiver. Next year, he's number 14. Is that a bounce back season? No. That's just improving a little bit. That's not what we're talking about here. We're not talking about well, guys. Well, it's who not. Were,
1: a, it, it, if he was wide receiver 14, running back 14 or wide receiver 14 the year before, and then wide receiver 18, and then wide receiver 14, that is exactly a bounce back candidate.
2: But what if, a bounce back. What if Josh, okay, what was Josh Jacobs in 2022? I don't know. He was he he was like the best pick in fantasy, you know? Like he that's what I'm asking. What does Josh Jacobs bounce back to? And we agree he's not gonna he was the number three running back per game in fantasy. Okay, he averaged nineteen point four points per game. <laughs> it is <laughs> someone says give Adam a break, it's the offseason. It is. But no, I, I mean I'm saying Just just to let you know, uh,
0: we were nominated. People still might be watching today. <laughs> well,
2: they don't have to vote. I mean, it's not fan voting.
1: Uh, I think Jahan Dotson is a good bounce back candidate. He was a like right around wide receiver forty his rookie year on the per game basis. Scored all the touchdowns early in the year. He was really had a strong, strong stretch to finish out the year. Final six games, I believe he was a top twenty five wide receiver and then just completely disappeared last year. But now Curtis Samuel's gone. He's going to get a quarterback upgrade, finished last year at like wide receiver 70. I think he might even have a career year and be better than wide receiver 40 and beat his ADP and be a complete bounce-back player.
2: So would you say if if Jahan Dotson had 900 yards, five touchdowns, and finished as wide receiver 31, would you say he had a breakout season? He had a
1: bounce-back season for sure but would you call it a breakout season? Yes. It was the best season of his career. Yeah, but that's
2: such a lame definition. Come on, up the stakes. Up the stakes. If I want a breakout, breakouts win you leagues. They don't just have the yeah, best season This is of their your
1: career. definition. Like Nobody else, this is something you created that is a, a clever saying, and I think it's a fine way to define it, but you don't judge everyone, the whole industry's breakout picks by what Adam Azer says. No,
2: but you can't say, oh, I got that breakout pick right if a guy technically had his best season and it wasn't an Impactful season at all? Well, that's not a breakout. He that's can a, have that's whatever. Well, I,
0: I don't. I don't think he can still be impactful. I mean, if he's going to be wide receiver thirty-one, if it's just you know con, consistent mediocrity throughout the course of the year, then it's not great. But he could have a career breakout, but not be a fantasy breakout. I mean, those two things are certainly not mutually in. in- well,
2: yeah, that's what I'm saying. But if you if you write an article with a guy on a breakout list, I don't want him to have a career breakout. I want him to have a fantasy breakout.
0: Well, you like to be both. I mean, clearly, but um, like. I'm trying to think if uh, if if Puka Nakua never has another big season.
2: Yeah, I don't think Puka, still, I don't think Puka is going to be. Up. But he's not going to be on a breakout list. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know who's a good example. Like was like, was Jordan Addison impactful last year? Yeah. While Cousins played. Yeah.
1: No. Yeah. And, and was, then when Jefferson, he was yes, wide he was. receiver 31 per game on the season.
2: What? Yeah. He he was impactful
0: but right so if if you got that year from Jahan Dotson the stretch of games that he was great you were considering him a breakout player
2: uh yeah he wasn't that good I mean wide receiver 31 is not that good
0: okay take Zay Flowers for example the five games that he had without Mark Andrews
2: yeah that was that was great but was his full season what did he finish as
0: Right. But again, I think to Heath's point, if you're getting if you're getting that stretch of games, he had a he had a breakout season, but he wasn't a breakout
2: player. He was wide receiver thirty overall. You know, he did not have a what do you mean he had a breakout season because of five games? Or whatever it was at the end of the year? Is, or, I, assuming, I just want, assuming
0: we're not talking about a rookie. We're obviously using a rookie here, but right. you know, if, if we're talking about a player that has a breakout season by his own personal numbers, he was a breakout player. He wasn't a breakout fantasy player though.
2: Yeah. So I don't care about if he's I care about if he's a breakout but fantasy obviously player. Obviously, we're
1: talking about bounce back players today. <laughs> I Not understand that. and also like
2: I'm looking at Jordan Addison's game log right now, and yeah, first half he was very good. He scored a lot of touchdowns. And second half he was he was pretty terrible. I mean, fewer than eleven oh, points in one, two, terrible. three, four, five, six, seven of his last nine games. Seven of his last eight games if you don't count week eighteen. So I mean, yeah, I, I don't, I'm don't. i not even sure what the point is with Jordan Addison. Did he have an impact? But, yes, he had well, an any score, 10 wide touchdowns. Wide receiver
0: 31, based on your example.
2: Wide receiver 31, what, per game?
1: The, the reason I the reason he, he was brought up was, yeah, because you said Jahan Dotson would not be impactful if he finishes wide receiver 31 next year.
2: I mean, I was just throwing out a number. Wide receiver 31, yeah, it's fine. It's good. But it's not a breakout.
1: If there was
0: ever a perfect opportunity for the Billy Madison, Jeff, it's right here.
2: Which Billy Madison gif. <laughs> We're all dumber after what was just said. <laughs> I just think that, to me, yeah, it's fine. I, do, do Does it, Does a number three receiver, is that a breakout player?
1: Is We're talking about bounce breakout? backs. I just suggested Jahan Dotson as a bounce back candidate, and now you're saying how high does he have to finish to be a breakout? What, the, what does that have to do with it? I'm saying raise the stakes on what a bounce back is and a breakout.
2: I mean... Right, so I a bounce, bounce back, back, back has to be on. a breakout now? No. I'm just it, they were two separate discussions. But bouncing Patrick Mahomes finishing his QB eight next year is not gonna be we're a not, bounce we're back. We're talking
1: about Jahan Dotson. I understand <laughs> that. I'm not disagreeing with your Jahan Dotson pick. So the, then why did you bring anything up about this? Why are you arguing? What's I'm the point saying, of your I argument? Saying, I said something. About, it. I tried to get us back on track and talked about a, a bounce wow. back wide receiver for 60 seconds. And your immediate response was try to argue with me about how he wouldn't what be a breakout about? if he finished wide receiver 31. You're the one who said I was trying You're to just make you crazy. You're just arguing for the sake of arguing. You
2: made it personal. No, I did not. I just, okay, fine. You want me to make it personal? I think your definition of a
1: bounce back is weak. That's what I think. What does it have to do with Johan Dotson? <laughs> I think I, it does. I think Pat Fryermuth is a good bounce back candidate. He had Arthur Smith as the offensive coordinator. Both Kyle Pitts and John o. Smith fire, finished higher than Fryermuth last year. But Fryermuth has shown us in the past an ability to score a lot of touchdowns and an ability to earn a lot of targets. If he puts both of those together in Arthur Smith's tight end centric system, he's an excellent bounce back candidate.
2: I completely agree. I think that's a great call. All right. Do you have any other bounce back candidates? Yeah. Anything to add to the conversation? Do. You know, you're being a little rude, to be honest with you here. I'm being a little rude. Yes, you are. I'm the one being rude. Yes, I'm trying to have a fantasy discussion with you. You're taking it so personally. I'm not the only one that's allowed to get criticized or poked at on this show. And I always take it in stride. Try taking it in stride. It's not that hard. I'm just trying to have a conversation here. You're taking it so personally. I'm not attacking you. Chill out. It's fantasy football. All right, let's take a break here. Yes, I'll throw out some more names when we come back, if you'd like. We'll be right back on fantasy football today.
1: As the face of the league changes with every team move and player pickup this spring, Pick 6 is a must-listen. Download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and anywhere podcasts are found.
2: All right, would you like to go? Would anybody like to, to uh, suggest I got one. All right, who do you got? Jalen Waddle. I had him as well, and I had Tua, actually, as well. Um,
0: yeah, hopefully Tua bounces back. Um, look, for Waddle, he was... A stud in 2022 and then last year was not so great he had some injury concerns obviously I felt that there was a little bit of a push to get Tyree Hill to 2,000 yards and that I think impacted Jalen Waddle a little bit um, but we know what he's capable of doing uh, prior to this past season set the rookie record for receptions in a year uh, his second year had a huge jump in yards per catch and what he was able to do as a big play threat with Mike McDaniel, and then step back in year three, which is not something you like to see. So career year, I don't know if he'll get to his career year and be a breakout, but I th- certainly think he can be a bounce-back candidate and probably end up being a good value pick. I think in the one draft, you took him in the either the 3-4 turn mm-hmm. from the 12 spot, uh, which is just ridiculous, uh, can still perform like a second round pick, which is what the expectation was for him going into the year.
2: Yeah, and I had Tua because it's it's this this simple. I don't really think Tua's a great quarterback. I don't even know, but yeah, I think he's kind of a system guy. But he's gonna be in that system, and he's gonna have Tyreek, and he's gonna have Waddle. And the first twelve games of the season, they were both healthy, and he was the number ten quarterback per game, and also like he he threw for four thousand six hundred twenty four. I think he led the NFL in in passing, didn't he? But in the first 12 games of the year he was on pace for 4900 yards, 34 touchdowns, 14 interceptions. He doesn't run at all to a um he'll pretty much never score a rushing touchdown so that's going to cap his ceiling a little bit. But in the draft that we did that I keep referencing, he was the 16th quarterback off the board and I think it's I think it's very reasonable that he's the, you know, QB10 or something like that. So um he could certainly bounce back.
0: He can. You know, I, I it feels like uh there's still going to be, especially if HN becomes what he can be. Too much emphasis on the run game.
2: Well, that was the other thing: twenty-seven rushing touchdowns, none of them by Tua. That that hurt the passing game. You know, not Tyreek, but that hurt Tua. Um, then again, they might just score fewer points next year. But yeah, this.
0: Well, you also have the other the other part of this is you know Tyreek getting older, and does he miss any time? You know, he played through a lot of injuries this year too. You know, whereas yeah. Waddle missed a little bit more time. And it and, and does Tyreek not play? And that opens the door for hopefully
1: more production from Waddle. Did, did Waddle have any partial games last year? I don't remember. was it all yes. just like he played and then missed time and then played? I
0: know there was the second Jets
1: game, I believe, where he he left. I think the because Eagles game. Go ahead. Fantasy points per game last year weren't that much different. I mean, they were like a it's like a point, point and a half off of what he'd been a couple of years before if 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 like this might it might just be if he stays healthy, he was kind of the same guy in a different way again he's Mate. never been, he's Mate. never been quite like never had two seasons that looked exactly the same exactly, yeah.
2: he left the Eagles game early and then he left the chiefs game early, not super early in those he played about half the snaps of both of those games he you know he just didn't play that many snaps he, his snaps were limited pretty much all season, Jalen Waddle um does anybody think Devontae Adams is a bounce-back candidate, or is he just getting old?
0: Here's the so I, I, you could probably put the older receivers in, in into the same canoe of Cooper Cup and Stephon Diggs and Devontae Adams and maybe DeAndre Hopkins of, you know, they all have potential to be what Keenan Allen and Mike Evans were this past year. Yeah if they stay healthy and get better quarterback play, like does Russell Wilson get you excited about Devonte Adams? If, if he ends up in, in Las Vegas, I would say you should be moderately excited by that option, you know, because based on what we saw from just Derek Carr and, yep. and, and, Adams two years ago, you know, just competent quarterback play will, will help a uh, receiver. Now he's, I don't think he's going to get back to, you know, 19, 20 PPR points per game, but 16 to 17, like that's still on the table for me. He basically did that this year. Um, Cooper Cup, you know, with lower expectations and hopefully healthy, can still be a stud. He's, he, you know, he's still getting targets last year. He just wasn't producing. And who knows how how healthy he was playing through the foot and ankle injury. And then Diggs, you know, seemingly staying in, in Buffalo with still leading the team in targets, you know, on a week-to-week basis. That's that's definitely there too. So all these guys are going to end up being, I think, good value picks. And, and I said this yesterday on, on, on the things we learned. Like, I'm probably going to avoid a lot of these guys. But if they fall at
1: the right spot in a draft, you have to take them. I think with with Adams, with Diggs, with Hopkins, with Henry, with Eckler, with basically running backs, Aaron Jones, running backs 28 or older, with, with wide receivers 30 or older, Like if as a group you take Jamie's approach I'm going to avoid those guys, you're going to be right much more often than you're wrong. Guys that are moving in a downward trend that are past the peak age don't often bounce back and have great years. Um, but one or two of those guys will probably – bounce back in the direction of what they've been in the past.
2: Yeah. He had a bad year. Uh, Devonte Adams uh, was per game. He was still top 20 guy, but the metrics were bad. One of his metrics that was bad though, was yards after catch per reception. And I have found that to be, unless there's a serious a dot change, I found that to be a stat that could fluctuate wildly. Like I just don't see a reason why Devonte Adams yak per catch should have been so low And I take a look at DK Metcalf. He experienced that in 2022, and then it went way back up in 2023. So that could come back. But the bottom line, the the reason why I put Adams there, he was on the worst offense of his career, or at least the worst offense of the last eight years. I mean, I look at the first two years of his career because they didn't do much. But the last eight years of his career, this was the worst passing offense that Devontae Adams has been on. Fewest passing yards per game, pretty sure the fewest passing touchdowns. Is that because he wasn't that good? Is that what's? It's a chicken egg thing, right? Like it, maybe he's the reason why. Maybe he got old, or maybe just terrible quarterback play. So still have some hope. For yeah,
0: him. I, w- I would lean toward the latter for him. You know, I mean, he still showed the ability to get open. He's not going to run away from guys like he used to because that's what happens when you get older. Um, can he sort of have? You know, you've talked about this a lot, Adam, in regards to Keenan Allen. Can he have the the slot receiver sort of you know twilight of you know, still getting a lot of targets and that was a big part of it you know he had 180 targets two years ago and you know it's hard to maintain that level when you're trying to be a little bit more of a balanced offense and what did they change well they lost Darren Waller but did they really have Darren Waller for a good portion of the 2022 campaign no uh Jacoby Myers was a huge upgrade for what we saw as the number two receiver there they hadn't had something like that you know or Adams didn't have something like that the year before but when you start to see these guys getting older, it's easy to say, okay, I'm going to lean more, like he said, toward the not having high expectations for them. Now, again, the value for some of these players last year changed dramatically. Keenan Allen fell, Mike Evans really fell, so and Adam Thielen was was basically an afterthought. Um, you know, I go back to our podcast league. Uh, if you recall, I picked up Adam Thielen. I, I shared a team with with uh, Todd Rones. We we picked up Adam Thielen. On a Monday night, I think it was Monday night. Were the Panthers playing Monday night? They had to have. Um, Deontay Johnson was placed on IR, and I, we had a we had ability to put him in an IR spot and pick up just anybody. So he was one of the only players available. We picked him up, dropped him <laughs> on Tuesday, and he went on to have this fantastic season. And I, I, every time I talk to Todd, I'm like, I'm so sorry, <laughs> like, you know, like because we 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 picked him up and dropped him. Didn't get drafted in a 14 team league, or at least was dropped early in the season. Yeah. Uh, before he had as a good stretch. But, By me. um, You know, you got some good values on some of these players, and we'll probably see that again. Like, Diggs is going to be what? What would you say Diggs gets drafted? Round four? Mm-hmm.
1: If they don't add anybody major. You think it could be lower? No, I, I, think, he, it could be low. I think
2: Diggs, he went in round two last or two weeks ago. It's,
0: yeah, I, I'm, I don't think with, he's going to last rookies. that long. Okay, so round three? Yeah. Okay, is so. anybody here taking in round two?
2: I'm not. I might, but it would be late. It would be like... Okay. Think about who we were taking at the 2-3 turn. We were taking some unproven guys, and most of them didn't really pan out, like Waddle, then Devontae Smith, Pitt, Higgins. We were looking for these young breakouts.
0: Okay, so you will, Heath and I will not. Okay, Maybe. so yeah. Adams, you're taking the end of it before round three?
2: No, no way.
0: Okay. Um, I'm trying to think who else. Uh, Cooper Cup.
1: No. Probably, Probably not. Right.
0: So they're going to end up being good value picks here, and and – I, I think Evans is still going to get drafted based on some of the things that we've discussed probably too soon. Keenan Allen may end up being a good value pick. But yeah, there's they're, they're, these these players, if they fall to the right spots, you're going to get good value out of them. If not, you're going to be just disappointed. And I think you'll probably be disappointed more times than not if you're taking these older players too soon. All
2: right, I'm going to save the emails for next week. We'll have a mailbag episode. So please, I have emails from Johannes, from Scott, and from Adam. And he says, best name out there. I eh, actually never really liked my name. But, I think uh,
0: Johannes is actually Jahan. Oh, wait. <laughs> no, I shouldn't say that. Sorry. i
2: got nothing against Jahan Dotson. I didn't mean to make that about Jahan Dotson. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like Jahan Dotson. I, you know? Um, okay. Anyway, uh, anyway, we'll, uh, we'll talk to you on Monday <laughs> on Fantasy Football Today. Thanks for watching, everybody. See you, soon.